welcome to uh, another Speedway podcast with me, Mike Bacon. And, um, and well, you've been enjoying these podcasts. We've had some great ones so far. The, the listening figures have been superb, so that's why we're going to do more. And um, and thanks so much for listening in. Of course, you you know who this uh, this person we're about to speak to is because you've clicked into it. But I'll do a little introduction because they like a little introduction. These Speedway riders, it's always it's always good stuff. Um, this guy was born in Darwin, Australia, uh, in the Northern Territories. Um, came to England in two thousand and one. Crikey, that's nineteen years ago now. Um, to race with Edinburgh Monarchs and went on loan at Sheffield. Uh, he's won numerous domestic team titles with Edinburgh and he won a Coventry Bees. He was in a treble winning side um, one season in the Elite League and, of course, he's represented Australia in the World Cup. He's won multiple Australian Championship titles back home and the Elite League Riders Championship twice. Um, in May 2015, he was seriously injured while riding in Poland, um, which was a great worry for everyone concerned, but uh, he's, a lot of people thought his career might be over, but it isn't. And it wasn't, and, and he's proved the doubters wrong, come back strong, uh, ridden for Kings Lynn, and a couple of seasons of Ipswich Witches, which we all thoroughly enjoyed um, having Rory there down at Foxhall. Um, he's 36 now, which is no age, because it's only a couple of years younger than me. Um, and he's, uh, he's always got lots to say, and he's always got plenty of opinions, which is great while he's here. And of course, he's the new 2020 British Speedway champion. That must sound good. It's the Rue boy, Rory Schlein. Rory, how are you? And I hope you're well. I'm brilliant, mate. Uh, yeah, just chilling here at home, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot to take in in the last few days. You've been a busy boy, I imagine. Uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, well, I got home uh, in the early hours of of, of uh, Monday morning, and I was straight into work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Monday morning. Uh, so I really haven't had a, a great deal of time. I, I sat down last night watching a bit of football last night, and um, watched a few races on the on the um, uh, the uh, live stream, which which my missus bought the other night. So it was, uh, yeah, good to watch and, you know, just to, to go through it all again. Oh, so your wife watched the watched it live stream, did she? I bet she must have thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I can't really tell you everything because she, she was watching it um, on her bike on the way home from work. <laughs> uh, she was riding back from the hospital because she's a nurse at Walsgrave oh. Hospital and she was actually watching, my, uh, I think she watched one of my races uh, while she was riding, riding home. So um, she had an interest view for a bit and uh, obviously then got home and watched the, the rest of it with uh, with my kids and that. So. Oh, that sounds a bit dodgy, watching the, watching a TV while coming home on your bike or whatever, but there you go. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, now, Rory, uh, now, Rue Boy. And now, I don't know what this Rue Boy is. I don't know if I should be mentioning it. Is it it's not it's rude, is it? I mean, what, 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 how did Rue Boy Rory come about? How, let, a little bit about Rue. that first. That's a bit of your well, nickname. Rue Boy, I've, I've had it since a very young age. Uh, it's from when I moved from Darwin down to Adelaide to like the south of Australia because uh, I'd spent you know all my younger life up and down and it's constantly 30 plus degrees every day uh, you know it's a very it's a tropical place and uh, I was very very tanned as a, as a young lad and people would sort of some people would sort of mistake me as a bit of a half cast type <laughs> type kid and when I moved to Adelaide they thought I was a bit I had a bit of Aboriginal with me oh, and uh, <laughs> at, the, at the time I had um, there was an there was an advert on the TV with a famous AFL player called Wayne Carey saying he was he was raised by kangaroos in the wild and they called him the Roo Boy <laughs> and at school like when I met my mates you know at, at school for the first time and stuff like that they they just that they gave me that nickname, um, and it's just stuck ever since, you know. So it has, uh, and I'm sure most people. Yeah, have... it has. It's, it's followed me everywhere. We used it, and you know, and it just just has never gone away. And I'm sure most people have absolutely no idea why, but they do now. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you say so you started. You say so you, you were born in Darwin. You say did you move? You moved south in Australia quite early in your in your life. Yeah, we moved down. I think I was around about twelve. I think I was twelve years old when we moved down. Uh, we we moved for two reasons. One, that bikes in in Darwin had more or less died. They were strong for right up until that point. Like they literally just dropped off a off a cliff, and and the, the ranks really dropped uh, in a space of twelve months. Uh, and my dad had just um, uh, we'd lost uh, my dad just lost his brother um, and uh, they wanted uh, my dad wanted to spend more time with his mum and dad which was my grand my granddad and mm. uh, nan uh, they were down down south uh, lived in a town called Loxton which is about two and a half three hours from Adelaide yeah so we found, you know, that the speedway was strong in Adelaide, and so the, the decision was made that we we would up sticks and go spend time with with me granddad and me nan more, and then obviously you know help try and further my, my racing as well. So um, where I was only racing once a fortnight or once a three weeks in Darwin, I, I was racing maybe twice a week or you know at least once a week in, in Adelaide. So um, you know that that was when we made the change down to Adelaide. It was a bit of a, a bit of a culture change. Really, because I was used to tropical weather, then we come down and, you know, I'd never experienced four seasons before and <laughs> you had to get used to that and, uh, you know, it was good practice when I got here. <laughs> was there many, was there many, was there many riders, do we know of any riders who come from up the Northern Territory? I mean, you, you're the obvious uh, one, is there any? From, from yesteryear, you got, you got, uh, I think, the, uh, Wayne Baxter, Glenn Baxter. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wayne Baxter. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, uh, David Jackson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, quite you know, a few, few guys come from down who, who did get, you know, come across the UK and, and have a crack at it, and uh, yeah, I think um, you know, Darwin was always just had that sort of mixture of, of talent. Never the guys never really really excelled, um, but uh, you know, I think what did help me go further was moving to Adelaide. The competition was harder, and, and obviously a lot more racing. I got to race against not just people in South Australia, but from in the state. We'd like you'd get guys from Victoria, and then we'd go over to Victoria, and you know, backwards and forwards, New South Wales. You know, so mm. uh, there was a lot more racing down south. So who were your who were your early who were your early competitors? Because often you know people could come up in little groups of sort of four or five who sort of come through. Who were who were who were riders you were up against? Who we who who sort of made it or came to England or made it in general. In junior days, I think from from that from the the, the junior uh, group I was racing with, uh, you know, I I was quite young when I was you know getting into the nationals yeah. in Australia. So I was racing against people like Travis McGowan and yeah. um, uh, th- these guys. They were just finishing their junior creek where I was just starting. Right. Um, uh, you know, I know riders that probably don't race speedway now, but they are in Europe. Brock Parks, who do, who does, you know, did British Superstock, I believe, here on the road racing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the spell where there was a lot of us guys. I think there was myself, uh, Cameron Woodward. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Jones, Ashley Jones, late uh, the late Ashley Jones, yeah. um, and uh, there was a young lad by the name of Dane Stevens, uh, and also Jason Doyle. Yeah. Um, you know, Doyle sort of started in the scene in junior speedway, and then then he went away. Uh, I think he went to play baseball, uh, and then he then he come like he obviously come back into it, and um, yeah. So they were the sort of the guys that that we were racing amongst. In the junior ranks, and then obviously in the under twenty one days, it was it was Cam Woodward again, and uh, and it was Chris uh, Chris Holder, Troy Batchelor, 
you know, them sort of guys. They, they were sort of, as I was out of, just going out of the under-21s, they were sort of coming up in the yeah. under-21s. So, so what I'm going to do, you know, what, what we'll do, Roy, we'll have a nice chat in between, about your career and everything else, and, and we've, yeah. obviously that's the sort of a bit of the stuff. So let, but let's go straight up to date. Let's go straight to the British final win. Um, it seems to be going from one extreme to up, but we can do that, and then we'll talk about everything in between. Um I mean, you know, we've all, we've all missed our speedway so much this season. Obviously, twenty twenty. You guys, I mean, you all got jobs. So what are you what are you doing, by the way, work wise? Because you're, you're you said you had to yeah, go I'm, work. I'm working for Hermes at the minute as a as a partial shop driver. So um, yeah, it's just uh, it's nice, you know. You're out and about on your own, and you know you're meeting all new new kinds of people, and uh, it's a good reality check, really. You know, it sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. makes you feel a bit. It makes you feel a little bit normal. Yeah, um, and. Uh, it's been sort of a. I think it's been good practice for when I do when when, when I do finally do retire. Uh, it's been good practice to, yeah. to realise that you know I can go into something else and yeah. and and sort of you know I'm not saying step away or walk away easy, but it, it's sort of I've got in there you know I haven't struggled and no. and um, you know it, it's been enjoyable. So go back to um, the British final then. Um, did you did you did you go there fancy and fancy fancy yourself to win, Rory? I mean, what did you? Yeah. I, I had loads of people come out. Oh, I got my money on you, and I got, had loads of messages um, uh, from 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 other riders and all sorts. And but I never actually went there with the mindset I'm going there for the for the win because um, it, it's it was different for all of us. You know, not just me. It, it was it was the preparation wasn't wasn't ideal. We race fitness wasn't right even physical fitness wasn't right but mentally it just wasn't the best way to go into such a big event no um but look it, it, i i was uh tossing with the idea should i shouldn't i you know got to invest in like i, I was lucky enough obviously we got a meeting on the thursday at, at bellevue um which was put on by by obviously the by the aces and and hdpi um, so we, we were, I was lucky, and the guys who else rode there were lucky to, to get some laps in. Obviously, competitive laps, which was, which probably did benefit us, uh, benefit me because um, I think overall, I think there was three out of the four guys in the final did ride on the Thursday. Yes, so, yeah, did yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was more just, you know, are we properly prepared? And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm right, I'm. I'm in, in the frame of mind I want to be in I, I honestly I wasn't so I went there just wanting to ride yeah you know I, obviously the, you always get that competitive bit in you when you got the helmet on and the goggles on but it was just it, just the Thursday night was great to ride and um, you know it felt great there and, and the bit of the competitive buzz did come back you know throughout the night and but then it changed again you know obviously it got cancelled on, on Saturday which was a huge disappointment for, for everyone involved there at Ipswich but then they moved it to Monday we went back to Manchester and I thought, well, that's a positive. We've done some laps there and, you know, we, we're probably more dialed, dialed in than anyone else. And literally we got there, track looked great, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mother Nature decided to throw a banana skin out there. So, yeah. uh, And it just took what we did on Thursday straight out, Just we just threw it out the window. So it was a big leveller for sure because it's sort of, especially the first two rounds of heats, I thought it was a bit of a lottery you know, whoever sort of got to the first corner and not got filled in yeah. was going to score the points. And um, but uh, no, mate, just it was. I just wanted to go there and ride and, and come home safe. I mean, you won a couple of elite league riders championships, as I mentioned about Australian cha- championship titles. You won a lot of young championship titles there in Oz. I mean, is this the biggest? Is this a big one, Rory, or is, is it right up there? I, I 
don't think so. Uh, just because of its its history, yeah, um, and who and whose names on that trophy, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an honour and a privilege to actually have my name on there. So always going to always going to be on there now. That's it. Yeah, permanently. Yeah, yeah, they can't take it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, the field was was not what what a British final should be. Look, the riders that didn't turn up, they 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 chose not to ride. You know, and they they have every right not to. You know, it, it's it, it wasn't ideal. I've said that um, to to be prepared, and and they they obviously didn't feel that that, that was the right decision to make. Um, but I looked at it differently. I had sponsors I wanted to, to try and get coverage for. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be hanging up the boot, you know, the helmet soon. And I thought, you know, just another chance to try and win it. You know, we tried it. This was the fourth time we tried to win it before. And, you know, well, we just thought, well, we'd just throw a hat in the ring and just see what happens. So, um, you know, that was sort of the mindset, really. Yeah, absolutely. I thought some, I think everyone who, who managed to watch the beat thought it was a terrific race and you guys put on considering the conditions and, and the lack of racing. So maybe you had had, I mean, you know, the, some of the race was extraordinarily good. Um, I think everyone enjoyed it and uh, it's great. So, that, so there so there we are at the moment. But I mean, let's go back to 2000, we're dotting about, but let's go back to 2001 then, Rory. You came over as a fresh-faced, well, how old were you? 19 years ago, 20? Oh, God, no, I can't remember. No, 16. 16. So who did you come over with? Did you, come, did you fly over on your own, did you? Or what happened? No, no, I came over, I came over with my mum my and dad. Yeah. Uh, at the time, there was, uh, there was a bit of a loophole uh, where uh, I could get in without a work visa at the time because I was under the age of 18 and my dad had patriality uh, because his grandmother was English. Um, so while I was under the age of 18, I didn't need a visa, uh, obviously because I was classed as a minor. So we could come over and obviously then compete uh, either on a three-point average or in the in what was what is now called the Na- uh, National League, is was called yeah. the Conference League back then. So we took the punt and, and my mum and dad were supportive from day one and, um, you know, we come over and originally we were going to ride for the Edinburgh Monarchs Conference League team, but that fell through within the first week of us getting there. So we just started off doing some second halves uh, in Edinburgh and we'd go to Berwick and Glasgow and sometimes Newcastle and just trying to get our name out there and, and we've, we got our name to the point where Sheffield Prowlers came along and I signed for Sheffield Prowlers in the first year in the conference league and we won we won the league that year so which was which was cool how did you find it though i mean it's a bit, how did you find the tracks are they so much different to australia i mean you're, you're, i suppose uh, 16 years of old you just get on with it but yeah we, we do like everyone says about australia with big tracks we do have small tracks in australia like when we when we are on junior speedway we have quite a few tiny tracks where we actually have to learn how to turn the bike uh my one of my home tracks in australia which was sidewinders uh, in adelaide uh which is a very uh, tight and, and narrow track uh, where a lot of a lot of you know famous Australian speed riders learned their trade. You know Jason Crump, Lee mm. Adams. They would travel like you know travel from Victoria from Mildura to come race on waters because it was so so popular for riders to ride. So um, you know Ryan Sullivan, you know uh, Shane Bowes, all these guys come up through through the Sidewinders ranks. So. Um, yeah, it uh, it was a big, massive culture shock. The first time I got on the bike, as I was putting on my helmet, it was snowing at the Edinburgh Crescent <laughs> practice. To this day, my dad tapped me on the shoulder and he just <laughs> looked at me and he said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" <laughs> Where was this, uh, Edin- Edinburgh or Sheffield? Uh, this was in Edinburgh. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, like, we'd only been there, I think, only a week, and that was my first ride out at <laughs> the press, uh, press and practice, and. Uh, 
yeah, I just looked at my dad and I said, yeah, let's go. And he pushed me out for my first run. And remember coming back in, I literally couldn't feel my hands when I come back in. <laughs> did you get, did you get much snow in Darwin? I don't suppose you do, do you? We get no snow in Darwin. <laughs> we get six months of rain and six months of dry. That's it. <laughs> so that's a bit of a, so it's a big culture shock in Edinburgh. Um, and so what was your first year like then? Um, cause you said you end up going to Sheffield, but I mean, I suppose, again, I often speak to riders about this as a young kid, I suppose, you are just a kid, you know, at 16 years old, it must be a great adventure. Um, well, to, to this day, myself, my mum and my dad, we talk about it now, that, that very first year was just about travelling, about riding uh, and and just just taking everything in. It was it was such a busy year. I'd done, I, I can't, I've forgotten, I think it was 130 either second halves, conference league matches, and at the time it was called the Premier League uh, matches in that first year. Uh, it was absolutely insane from, from Edinburgh down to Exeter. Um, it was, I was, I was just doing so many guest meetings for, for the Premier League clubs, mm. Sheffield, Newport, Glasgow. I think I did some for Exeter. I did some. Uh, it, it was just non-stop. We were racing nearly every day, uh, and we had this. We had this yellow Ford Transit, short wheelbase <laughs> Transit, with the biggest, brightest red stripe down the side, uh, where the, where the muffler would fall off every other every other week. Um, but it never broke down, and it got us to every every meeting. Um, so yeah, the first year was was the adventure. That's for sure. I mean, you improved rapidly, uh, Rory. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, and, and other clubs soon came around. I mean, you had to spell with a few clubs in England, but not a whole host, really. I mean, I suppose, you know, moving forward quite quickly. So where did you go after Edinburgh and Sheffield? Where did, where did you move on to after that? Um, well, uh, in no, 2003, Bellevue, uh, I, I started to double up with Bellevue in 2003 and 2004. And at the end of 2004, I, um, I actually replaced Crumpy in the uh, Elite League Riders Championship in 2004. I think it was only 18 or 19 at the time. Yeah. Um, I just finished, I think I just finished fourth in the World Under-21 Championship and uh, I went down to the LRC against Lee Adams, Jason, uh, uh, Ryan Sullivan, Bjarni Pedersen, Michael Max, Peter Carlson, uh, I think it was Billy Hamill. Like, it, it, the lineup was, there was... It was mega, and yeah. I was so starried. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just thought, I'd just take it in, and I ended up top point scoring in the heats and going straight into the final. Oh, and right. I was just in absolute la la land, and uh, <laughs> I didn't obviously didn't win it. I got fourth. I just think it just got to me that night. You know, mm. I lined up against you know the, the week before the Sully and Biani, and I think it was one of Lee Adams. They were in the, um, the the GP, you know, the week yeah. before I was watching on TV, and there I was racing in the ELRC final, you know, against them. It was it was a uh, it was an eye opener. But um, literally uh, that day after, my phone was red hot from every elite league club in the country. Like obviously Bellevue wanted to keep hold of me. Um, I had Paul that were after me. Swindon were after me. Uh, Coventry were desperate to get me, and. Um, I was trying to be convinced to stay at Edinburgh and then double up with with Swindon, and uh, I, I chose against that because I got some advice from someone who I'd looked up to at the time, and I was looking at other riders at the same age as me, what they were doing, where mm. where were they? Because obviously I'd finished fourth in under twenty one. The year after, I wanted to try and win the world under twenty one, so I thought I need to go. I need to go abroad. So you know, we we signed a contract in Sweden, and I thought, well. I don't want to be doing the uh, the, the Premier League 
as well as the elite league. So I just said, well, I'll do the elite league in, in Sweden. So we decided to go to Coventry, and they bought me from from Edinburgh, yeah, and uh, we signed there on a, on a full time deal. And you had some, and, and it was the beginning of a, quite a relationship with uh, with Coventry, of course, and um, culminating with that treble. You know, I think it was two thousand seven. Um, what what a team you had there, Rory. I, I can't remember the full team myself. I'm not a Coventry fan. I know Scotty Nichols was in it, I believe. Um, terrific team. Yeah, a lot of Coventry fans say probably the best one, well, one of the best teams yeah. ever uh, in Coventry's history. And I've got to say, you know, the, the spirit and the mentality that was in that team, um, uh, Scott Nichols, Chris Harris, uh, myself, Billy Gennaro, Ollie Allen, uh, Martin Slominski, it seemed to just work. Uh, the team was being built for a few years prior to that. Um, and uh, we brought in, um, I think we had Morton Risinger there at the beginning of the year, and, uh, and they let Morton go, and they brought in a guy that I think turned us into uh, uh, an absolute monster, and that was Steve Johnson. Much right. of that it makes, makes it sound mean. Right? It wasn't. It, 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 Jono came into the team and lifted us all yeah. um, to the point where we just thought we were unbeatable. You know, even when we, we were beaten at certain tracks, we would walk away and say, well, we can pull that back. You know, we yeah. never doubted ourselves that we could, we could never pull anything back. And, uh, you know, and it was a very, very enjoyable season, obviously, to win everything. Um, you know, uh, and the way we did as well was, was fantastic. I remember the crowd, it was one of the largest crowds there in modern times. I think it was 12,500 people out on Grand Final night. So yeah. it, was a, it was a pretty big year. I mean that, that that is extraordinary. I mean, not not many riders win, tra- not many teams win trebles. You know, to be part of a team that's won a treble uh, domestically in, in any country, but certainly in, in Britain is unusual. So, I mean, it must be just a great memory. And uh, how long how long were you at Coventry for after that? Did you leave the season after? Was it? Did you go? And... Um, I think I know. I was there two thousand eight. Uh, I had a little spell at Ipswich until I think I got let go by Carver and I went to Ipswich for a, a little spell. Then went back to Coventry in two thousand nine. Um, and I think I stayed there in 2010 and was let go again in 2010 and went to Peterborough and that's when I finally moved away from I think it was half years after 2010 finally moved away and that's when I signed for Bellevue in 2011 and all this time of course you started riding abroad as you said in Sweden and you rode in Poland you've ridden in Poland as well obviously Um, I mean I, I, I did a we did a I did a podcast with Mark Lorem and Chris Louis um, just on this subject of riding abroad in Poland, Sweden. It is especially Poland so different, isn't it, Rory? Uh, the expectations, yes, the pressure. Yeah, yeah. It is. You know, like people say, oh yeah, you, you get. You know, we. You know, fans want you to win here, but you know, when you've only got two or three thousand wanting you to win, you've got eight or ten thousand, or sometimes even more. You know, in Poland. Um, I still remember my very, very first Polish match and I was riding um, uh, at Rybnik uh, and there was about eight and a half thousand people. I was just absolutely blown away. And um, I remember, I think it was my following season after my first one at Rybnik, I went, I signed for um, Rotslav. Um I think it was, yeah, in Rotslav. And literally, my first race in the, in the extra league, which is the top flight, my first race was Jason Crump, Thomas Goller, Michael Max. <laughs> uh, uh, and this was in a brand new stadium at Gorshoff. It was the first year, it was brand new. 
and um, me and Jason actually were attacked in the pits by fans. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. We were police escorted into uh, the. the so I got picked up by Jason uh, at the airport, and we got police escorted. The whole team, I think, got police escorted into the Gorjov town. Um, and uh, yeah, they had the riot boys there, the water cannon, and oh, gosh. it was just unbelievable. Yeah. I, I was like, just yeah, I was just yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. No. And uh, but yeah, I've had some very uh, enjoyable years. Um, you know, in Poland, had a good year with uh, Grugens in in '09, and had a good year with Woods in, in 2013. Uh, and yeah, really, really enjoyable years there. Do you think? That, I mean, do you, it's, it's it's tough now, is it, for young riders in in Britain, particularly to get into Polish sides now? I mean, you have to seem to be fairly established before they'll even sort of look at you. I mean. But that it's, it's, if you're going to be on the world stage, just look at Ty Woffenden now, I suppose, um, riding in, you know, as a British rider, riding in, in GPs. It's, it, you've got to be at that level in Poland, haven't you, to be able to compete at, at the highest level. Just riding in England isn't going to cut it, really, is it? Yeah, I remember when Ty first went to Poland and he was riding for Chesterhova and, and I remember his scores, he was he was up and down and um, really wasn't setting the world, world alight. Uh, and I'm not sure if he got, I can't quite remember if he got let go, but then he, then he got another, he got another chance of Rotslav and it seemed to click, you yeah. know, uh, but that, that, that's what it's like. You, you don't perform there. You don't get too many chances. Mm. Uh, they're, 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 they're relentless and ruthless when it comes to treating the riders and even on their own, their own Polish riders, uh, they don't mess about you don't perform, they let you know. Mm. And, uh, and you know when you're being paid the big money, yeah, of course you you should expect that kind of uh, scrutiny, you know, uh, criticism, you know, pressure, um, because it's the best and, and biggest league in the world. So, you know, I think that just goes with it. And of course, talk about Poland. We we come, I have to come on to the subject of the big crash you had in 2015, Rory. Um, gosh, it was frightening. Um, a lot of frightening stories were being sort of portrayed all around the speedway world about your injuries. Um, I mean, what do you remember? What, what, what about that, that, that crash and, and, and how, how close were you to so, but, you know, so much, so much injury? Yeah, it was, it was a strange one. Well, that, that year I was, I was having such a great start of the season, scoring big points in, in, all, in all, all leagues, really. And um, we'd, I think we'd had a practice the day before at Woods and felt really good. And uh, we were against uh, Darga Pills that day and they had a really strong side with Freddie Linger and I think they had Tony and Limbach in and there. So it was it was a it was a big meeting. So we, you know there was a lot of pressure, and um, I remember uh, I think I was off gate one, and Freddie was off gate four, and Freddie made a really good start, and he was in front. And we went down the back straight, and I um, went in a little bit deeper, and then turned, uh, and then all of a sudden I felt someone clip my back wheel, and it straightened me up. And the thing at the the old woods track where it's not there anymore, but. Um, it's very fast down the straights and you only have to get clipped and you, and you can be in trouble and that's what happened to me. Fortunately, it was my teammate who, who ran into the back of me, straightened me up and I went more or less full noise into the fence. I did try getting off it um, and uh, what happened as the bike went in first, it actually lifted the airbag up off the ground and I hit the, the wooden fence in behind flush my back. So... Uh, I wasn't knocked. I wasn't knocked out. I felt everything, um, and I knew straight away there, there was there was a problem. Uh, my first feeling was I felt like I was on fire. My whole my whole body. I just felt like literally I was on fire to start with. 
Um, and I remember just trying to sort of roll and stuff like that. And that's when it hit me. I got a, a sensation of pins and needles and more or less cold and ice from my belly button down. Um, and yeah, well, I, yeah, it started getting a bit wild and started a bit crazy. And, and I remember, uh, I think it was Mads Cornelius and was, was there trying to help. And I remember just saying, oh, I've got pins and needles. I, I can't move. I can't move. And that was sort of when it was very serious and, after that, it was very, very blurry. Uh, they, they pumped me for a, a, quite a few drugs. And I remember making a phone call once I got to the hospital, and that was to my partner, Natalie, because uh, they said I was going, being rushed into emergency surgery because um, the, the, I think it was the L2, I think it was L2, May, that, that was uh, disrupted and uh, unstable. Uh, that. It wasn't until the following morning, because obviously I was in and out. Uh, they said one cough, one small movement, and you could that would have been you permanently in a wheelchair. Mm. And um, I still now, to this day, have a temp, uh, uh, um, permanent tear in my spinal cord, mm. uh, which gives me sometimes, now and again, a few nerve problems. But uh, we manage it with stretching and, and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it was it was an intense. Uh, um, couple of days I was in and out of consciousness there for about two or three days and um yeah just yeah very very dark times I bet it was I bet it was you must have thought yourself that's it I won't be that's it that's me finished did you ever think that or did you yeah I think there was about a I was a week or two weeks I think it was two weeks um I was I was saying some things and I was saying other like my mechanic at the time Lee I think I said, uh, just make sure the bike's ready. And then I think the next time I spoke to him, I said, are they ready to be sold? Like, it was really weird. Yeah. I don't recall a lot of what I was saying at that point, you know, in that first week. Um, it wasn't until about a month later, I think, once I got back home, once because I'd spent a month, nearly a month in hospital in Poland and in England, and I finally got home. And it wasn't until I got home and, you know, saw my kids and, you know, got sort of just, you know, my senses back. It was then I was thinking, oh, God. Love to be riding, you know. That, that yeah. sort of feeling started yeah. coming back. Yeah, but no. it wasn't really. I think it was six months later when I had the uh, the follow up. Uh, went and seen my, the, the surgeon, the professor who did the surgery in Poland. Went back to see him. I wanted to make sure he was happy with everything, and he said everything looked great, everything looked good. He says as long as you get strong, come back and see me in about. I think I had to go back I think a couple of months later. Went back. And then he gave me the green light, so uh, green light to, to start racing again. And you had no hesitation once he once he, uh, once he I said that. I wouldn't say hesitation. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was like uh, I had this thing in my own in my own mindset. It was more I'm not going to finish my career not knowing I could have. I'm not going to say yeah. like the doctor said, oh, you shouldn't do it. He's told me I'm fit. And then, to be fair, every other doctor I've seen, bar the professor, says, I don't think you should race. Yeah. He was the only one who said to me, he says, no, you're fine, you're fit. Yeah. And and I remember him, he, said, he just tapped me head and he says, this is the problem. Oh, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, you're you're crazy. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, I just felt I didn't want to go out that way. No. If, I, if, if the doctor in Poland who did the surgery, he's done all the, the stuff with me and he knows the rehab I went through, he said, yeah, you're fine. Um you know, I, I was never the same again. I lost, I lost about uh, they they say between fifteen and twenty percent of movement. You know, in certain directions in in my uh, flexibility. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I've had that 
you know, since then, I've had to adapt. My, a lot of people have, have noticed that my style has changed since then as well. So, you know, that's what we had to do. We had to adapt and change a little bit. And, um, you know, but, yeah, the first one was tough, you know, the first meeting back. Um, but, you know, we got it, we got it done. Oh, that was fantastic. It was great. I mean, it was. It must have been tough returning. You came back to Kings. It was Kingsley you returned with, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. I was. I was right with Kingsley when it did happen, and yeah. then obviously I returned for Kingsley, and and a lot of things to happen. I think it was in my third meeting back or fourth meeting back. I I got into a first bend bunching with with Casper um, and uh, Danny King, and I shattered my shoulder and dislocated it. Um, which saw me have an operation the year before I signed for Ipswich and we found out that I only had one tendon in my shoulder mm-hmm. um, and they more or less told me you have 85% use of your right shoulder and then they said you'd need a full reconstruction. I said, no, just, I said, clean it up and patch me up and let's, let's rock and roll. So, <laughs> yeah, so... It's uh, I'm full of full of aches and pains and, and <laughs> notches and all sorts. So, but also while you did that, I mean, it was rather rather a rather a, a ironic title because you did a little a film um, addicted to speed um, after your after you, or after that comeback um, from your Polish crash and when you were at Kings. I mean, um, a little bit about that, Rory. I mean, what that was what was that all about? It's extraordinary. It was it was well received. You did a, a film on um, on your return to, yeah, the, to we, the track. I, I, yeah, at the time I was sponsored by an energy company called uh, Sky Energy, um, and they, they were they were keen to you know when I told them I w- wanted to race again, they sort of said, "Would you want to do get it on camera, or you know let's let's do a little you know documentary of your road back?" And uh, and I said, "Yeah, okay, that sounds pretty cool." Like a lot of people don't really see the what mentally you know and and you know people say oh yeah they've broken this leg or they've done this and they've come back people don't see the 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 mental side and and, mm. and the emotion that goes through such a major injury and to get back racing and that was one of the uh, key things for me to do um and uh i think we did it pretty well and, and even thing what made it even more uh sensitive and more alight to what was going on the day I started the filming um, was the night before I found out about Darcy. Oh, gosh. So yeah. it was very, very raw. Mm. Um, and it just, I try, I actually tried ringing because I got the phone call about one o'clock in the morning about Darcy. And um, I was I was literally trying to ring the film company to say, look, I need to cancel. I'm not, I can't do it. And I couldn't get hold of anyone. So I actually had to drive from from Coventry to Kings Lynn to, to start the filming. And and uh, when I told her, they, they said, oh, we've got some missed calls off you. And I told them, and they said, oh, yeah, they're already set up, they're already there. And I said, no, no, well, me and now we're going to have to get it done. And um, I think, it, yeah, it just, um, everything was very, very, like, on the, you know, on yes. the boil there. Yeah, tough. But that was, a, as I said, it was well-received, your, your, your film. If anybody hasn't seen it, you got a, I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? You can see Addicted yeah, to, yeah, addicted it's to Speed. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube what? called Addicted to Speed. There's a... Um, there's uh, seven episodes to it. You can all watch it in one, I think. And, uh, you know, it was done um, by a film company called Too Fast Fuel Films. Um, and they did a really, really good job. And we did a little premiere in Kingsland, actually, which was pretty yes. cool. At yes, the cinemas, did, yeah. local cinemas at Kingsland. Mm. Uh, even had the likes of Ryan Bennett, who turned up, who now plays yes. for Leicester. Uh, who did play for Wolves. Um, and then he's at Leicester. So he, he was there with his mates. So that was really, really cool. 
and um, yeah, it was uh, it was really cool just to see it on the on the big screen mm. and and um, just a different outlook, really. Now it didn't quite work out at Lynn, and you ended up you ended up after a bit of a break um, with your shoulder, you say your shoulder, and you had a couple of seasons at Ipswich, of course, which is where I met you, and where a lot of Ipswich fans listen to this will have will have will obviously see seen you for a. Um, for a couple of seasons there, and you nearly you so Ipswich haven't won us any any tr- silverware for a little while, Rory. You're probably aware of this. We we've won anything for ages, um, no, but no, we were close. Was, we I were had, very I, close, I weren't we? Having a conversation with someone the other day about the most enjoyable team I've ever rode rode in, and uh, and I put I mentioned Ipswich 2017. Mm. Uh, I know we didn't win anything. We were in every final, um, but I. I hadn't had that much fun in Speedway till that year. Yeah. Like all the other years were, were a grind and were, were hard, you know, obviously with injuries, I get that and that, yeah. that comes with it. But, you know, I'd, I'd had my back surgery, I'd had my rods removed, you know, pre that. And uh, we, we you know, Chris rang me up and says, you're keen. I said, I'm keen. You know, obviously I was coming down from the Elite League. No one wanted to touch me with a barge pole in the elite <laughs> league, and you know people were questioning, and you know, is that it? Is, it, is he done? And and I went to Ipswich, and I was more like, you know what, let's just go and ride the same sort of. It was the same approach, but I was fit, I was ready, um, and uh, you know, we just hit the ground running from from the first meeting, and I really, really enjoyed my time uh, at Ipswich. The, the 2017, that team just seemed to have something about it. Mm. You know, with 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 Rich as the manager, Danny as the captain, and um, I get on so well with with Danny. Uh, even when we're not racing together, we we still get on. You know, we we, we race each other hard, but we respect each other. Um, you know, we have jokes about you know the incident we had at, at Ipswich. You know, but that, that's just because we race hard. You know, mm. and uh, but yeah, one of the most enjoyable teams I've I've ridden in. And, and the, the, the cup, I think probably the cup final against Peterborough was probably the closest Ipswich came to, to perhaps getting a trophy when they pulled back points at Peterborough, but you got injured there. Um, and then I think in the, in, in, and then Danny King got injured, injured in the final, in the second leg at Ipswich. Yeah. And, and Ipswich yeah. were, were, were looking good there. Um, for credit to Peterborough, of course, because they ended up winning. But you yeah, just... yeah, but you know, you don't, you don't. You don't take away a win to someone no. because oh this guy got injured. This guy, you know, had, it, it doesn't matter. You know, you didn't finish the you didn't finish the race or you didn't finish the meeting. That's how it is. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, unlucky myself. I crashed my first ride while I was in front. Uh, obviously, Danny got hurt in the in the second. It was it was it was gut wrenching really because we we lost the playoff final against Sheffield yeah. and we, we were hurting from that. So we we were so determined to to you know to pick up something because it'd been such a remarkable season. You know, for all the lads, and the you know, you know, the, the crowds were up. Everything was just great about that year, and it was really, really gut wrenching. You know, not to, to win anything, mm. um, and you know, I felt, I felt, but you know, for the fans, I felt for Chris, and you know, they put together such a good side, and um, you know, but the, the following year, we thought we'd had, we had, um, we had another, uh, you know, potential league winning side as well. Yeah, um, but obviously, again, injuries again sort of hit and. You know, Danny. Once he got the injury, was you know he tried coming back, it just didn't work, and um, we were just always you know you know pushing it uphill, really. You know, um, and uh, but still enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, my most I think one of my most memorable nights for Ipswich was I think it was the semi final away at Edinburgh. My old, obviously my old club um, that really showed. I don't you obviously fans didn't see it, but what was going on in the pits. 
that night showed how much that club, you know, that team wanted to win. Yeah. Um, and they're things that will always stick with me for, for a long time. Fantastic. And of course, we're right up to date now. And of course, the last few, last couple of seasons, this year you would have been with Wolverhampton, where you've uh, enjoyed a couple of seasons. And um, yeah, you enjoyed your time at Wolves. It's, uh, it, I, I like Wolves as a track. It's, it's, it, some people don't like it, but it's, it's a great little I like, I like Wolves. It's a great track. You also enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, it's a technical track, but there's also so many lines. There's so yeah. many different Obviously, there's the famous uh, Carlson Corridor, um, <laughs> but it's a track you can you can pass on the inside, you can pass on the outside. Uh, always well prepared, um, very well run club, you know, very well oiled machine. And over the years, you know, I've always sort of wanted to work with, with Pete Adams and uh, he'd been after me for, for a while. And he, we finally got the chance. He, they signed me halfway through 2017, and we almost went on to win win the league that year. Um, obviously, you know, just just failing to to, to do it there. And um, they're another club that that reminds me of Ipswich and that has that similarity to my days at Edinburgh. Um, a very family orientated club, and uh, you know, I, I've, I've I've sort of I grew a little bit more, especially at at Wolves, uh, and I think I've excelled, especially under under the likes of Pete Adams and. Um, you know, they, they have that much faith in me. They made me the captain. And, and um, you know, every time I go there, I, enjoy, I look forward to going there on, on a Monday night, you know, and uh, that's always always a plus as a, for a speed rider. Now, that's excellent luck. It's great to catch up with all your British stuff. Now, the GP, you've, you've never ridden a GP. Um, have you, Rory? Or so have, I got my, have I got all my facts wrong? No, mate, no, mate. It's a sore point. I bet no. it is. I bet it is. <laughs> I mean, never, never quite got there. I mean, is that... You know, is that a disappointment for you? It must be us. But just if you just had one race, one meeting somewhere. Yeah, it is. We, we've come close a couple of times in the qualifiers, um, but you know, it was just it was just not to be. You know, we weren't good enough on the days when we had the chance to qualify. Um, that's that's how it is. That's how the qualifiers are. Um, I think one year we we were you know we won the qualifier and I think we got we were, we were equal uh, level points at the semi got third in the runoff and finished third overall and then went to the final. I didn't think this was an 07, I think. And I felt everything was great. Everything was going good. I was confident. And then a week, lining up, like a week just before I got hospitalised um, with fatigue syndrome, uh, Epstein-Barr. I was on a drip, you know, for right. a day. Um, and that was a week before and, and I was very ill. We didn't race all week, didn't race in England and tried going, I think it was in Moines, I think, yeah. And um, failed there, you know. And uh, but you know, we we had our chance, and we, we we couldn't do it. And we, you know, maybe with a bit of luck, or you know, a few things on my side, we, we were short, maybe a little bit in the, maybe getting a wild card. But that, that's just that's just, that's speedway, you know. There's been a lot of riders in the same position as what I've been. Do you watch the GPS? Do you enjoy them? Oh yeah, I, I, I try and watch them. You know, uh, well, you know when I can. Obviously, um, it's uh, always. You know, just even with the Polish Speedway this year, you know, I made sure I got the the subscription with Premier Sports because you know I love I love my Speedway. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with this new sort of lot of riders, you know, with like, with Smarslik and and Wolfie and and stuff like that, they're, they're really exciting to watch at the minute. You do you do a lot of stuff with British riders as well, uh, Rory, helping out with uh, um, with some training and, and stuff, which is which is great. I'm sure they absolutely it must be wonderful having you as a as someone giving them a bit of help. Um, is that something you feel passionate about, young young riders in, uh, coming through? Um, does it perhaps go back to your early days because you, you do help out the, uh, in some training schools? Yeah, well, it, it was originally uh, the the youth program was 
my idea with, uh, with Ian and Rob Lyon. Uh, we were the ones that actually put it together, um, which was originally called No Limits uh, in 2017, I think it was, and, uh, and it's grown and grown and grown and got the reputation now where it had to be, we had to integrate into the GB team because we were getting so much success with it, obviously, with the likes of Dan Buley. He was one of our first, first um, you know, riders on the school. Now we've got the likes of Drew Kemp, Tom Brenham, Jason Edwards, um, you know, all these guys. You know, you have to look at Dan Gilks. He's been a bit of a slow burner, but he started to come on. Uh, the Thompson Twins. Um, so we've got so many riders on the program now that are starting to excel which I think hopefully in three, four years' time, the pool of British talent, which we're, we're now harnessing and, 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 and growing because of this program, um, and we couldn't do it without you know the, the, the sponsors that do sponsor the program, so ATPI, Rent Truck, um, uh, all the other guys that do to help us out really, really have made this, this program what it is today. And uh, it will carry on, uh, and it will carry on after I obviously do depart to go back to Australia. Um, and it, we are putting together this package so that this program will only get bigger as as time goes on. So, can you uh, say, something can... that yeah, very passionate about, and yeah. I'm very proud to say that oh, I was part of it. I was there and, and helped you know build it from from day one. Can you see a uh, can you see a young Brit um, breaking at the GPs in the next four, five, six years? There's nothing stopping, you know, this these lads but themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, there's three of them definitely, which I see potentially as GP riders. They have the talent in them. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to self-belief and mental toughness, that is something that we can, we can try and enhance, but it's down to them to, yeah. to steer it in the direction they need to. So, you know, these kids have got every tool in the toolbox to help them get there. It's whether they pick the right tool and use it to, use it in the correct manner. So, um, you know, the under-21s is going to be interesting. I, I know Dan Buley's just started to find a bit of form, but I would say being at Berwick can change it a little bit, and he might not have it all his own way. Mm. You know, Drew's been riding really well. Mm. I was very, very impressed with Tom Brennan yes. on Monday night at the British awesome. final. Mm. Uh, the, the Thompson twins were 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 crazy fast, you know, for lads that are only sixteen. Yes. Um, so look, you know, people, I see people moaning and whinging about, you know, me and Jason were included in the British final. I'd be more worried about how good it is to see young guys like this coming Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's more to come just yeah. outside them. You know, they're not the only ones. Yes. So. You know, just yeah, watch the space three, four years time. Mm. Well, look, I hope everybody's hope um, you're, everyone's listening to uh, myself, Mike Bacon, talking to Rory Schlein here on the Speedway Podcast. I hope you're enjoying listening to this. Rory, of course, the 2020 British champion. Um, it's lovely to hear him get his views on things, and um, and I hope you're enjoying listening to him. And we've got got a little, few few more questions just to ask. We'll go on. A, I'll go on a few more shorter questions, a few short and sweet ones. Rory, so give me a little bit of. Let me a few answers to these. I mean, a quick, a, a quick fire round. A little, a sort of little quick. Yes, you see, you're you're a professional. You know what's coming, don't you? You, you know it's a bit of a quick fire. Uh, favorite tracks, um, uh, Rory. You know, some your, your, your favorite tracks here, abroad, or wherever. My favorite track would be Ostrov in Poland. Right. Yeah, yeah. Big, 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 wide open track. Similar to a little bit to Bellevue, but um yeah, the surface is a bit different and i'd say the straights are a little bit shorter but yeah very very fast and fun track and if i had to pin you down to a british track 
Like, uh, oh, toughie that one. Uh, I would, I would have to say Coventry. Yeah, you always ride Edinburgh well. You won't. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed Edinburgh, but you know, when it come to, you know, where I think because it, it was, I had a lot of dices with some of the top guys at Coventry. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what swing, would swing it for me. You know, I think it was like racing against. You know, Jason Crump, Lee Adams, Scott Nichols, Nicky Patterson, Freddie Lindgren, um, all these guys. I, I, I raced against them, you know, at Coventry. And yeah. um, I remember beating them there. And it was something about, you know, Ryan Sullivan, all these guys. And, uh, and the thing was, n- none of them ever had a bad thing to say. They all enjoyed riding Coventry. Yeah, great and track, I think wasn't that it? was yeah, why it was, you know, I always had a thing where I thought, you know, that's that's a racetrack. You know, that's a race's racetrack. Yeah. So. Um, some of the hardest riders you've been up against are there, I suppose. You're going to say they're all hard, really, but there's always one or two who are, you come up against and think, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a tough opponent. Um, hardest, hardest or dirtiest? No. <laughs> there's a difference. You, you can, no. We'll keep to hardest for the sake of not uh, getting me sued over who the dirtiest is, but they keep... <laughs> we'll, yeah, go, we'll go with um, hardest. <laughs> hardest rider. Um, a lot of people don't think he is, but I, my battles with him, especially abroad, I always had tough battles with him abroad, was Greg Hancock. Yeah, uh, but fair, but very hard. You know, yeah. he never. You know, he he respected everyone. He, he, whether it was someone he never heard of, he 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 literally didn't take a chance for you. You know, he never left you that that chance to challenge him. Mm. Um, I always thought he was he was a very tough competitor. Um, I would say Scott Nichols, uh, yeah. because the battles I've had and still like even last year we had we had some. Brilliant battles down at Eastbourne uh, last year. Uh, I can with Scott, with both of us, we push each other and, and we can and we can chase each other, and still feels safe, you know. Uh, mm. But very very ruthless when you know when when the crunch comes, you know he's he's one of them. Have you got any good friendships? Are you close friends with any riders? I mean, not just chat chatty and getting on in the pits sort of friendships. Just are there any riders particularly close to, or do you all sort of shoot off in your own directions and keep yourselves to yourselves? Yeah. Um, well, you know, like I haven't got best best mate as in in in, in as a speedway rider, uh, but like I said, Danny, I've always always thought the world of Danny. Um, you know, I've got on with a lot of other riders in, in my time. You know, I was when Cameron Woodward first came over and, and he was riding for Edinburgh. I got on well, so well with Cam. I think that was because of our our rivalry in the juniors, and then we were racing with each other and. Um, you know, I've got pals, but you know, you know, it's more. Uh, it's hard to be a best mate yeah, in yeah. the speedway, if you yeah. know what I mean. It, it's not that you, you you don't dislike them or anything. No, no, no. But you know, uh, I I couldn't think of knocking my best mate off into the air fence and then trying trying to get him to buy me a beer later that <laughs> night. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but you know, I've got, I've got some great friends and, and stuff like that in speedway, so. Uh, you're good on social media, Rory. Always have been, and uh, I know we've done podcasts before me and you when we did one with the Ipswich Witcher stuff. I was always impressed. You've always liked the social media stuff and the promotion stuff of it. Um, you've, yeah, you've always liked it. You've always been been part. Um, I, it's just the way of the times. You you got to roll with the kids. So um, you know, I think uh, used correctly and and you know pushed in the right direction. I think social media is a must for for any sort of sport to, to keep in contact. I think it's instant straight away, which everyone knows that. Um, and uh, I think it's a great outlet for, for athletes, and riders and all sorts, even sponsors, you know. So, uh, yeah, big fan of it. 
And you're a big footy fan. I am, I am. As much as people keep trying to tell me, what does an Aussie know about football? Well, I do, I do know Manchester United need to get Ollie out. That's what I know. <laughs> yes, I've seen some of your tweets. Yes, yeah, so a big man. Why Man United, uh, Rory? Um, when I was younger, I think it was 11 or 12, 11 or 12 um, I, at the time, we would only get uh, on, the, there was a channel called SBS, and we could only get certain games uh, in Australia, and the games were either a Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, or Leeds. Um, they would only show them games, uh, and uh, it was just funny. It was that year of the of their treble winning season. All right, yeah. And I, I don't know. I just talked to them, and yeah. ever since from that day one, everyone said, "Yeah, you're a glory hunter." <laughs> but I've, I've I've supported them from that day. I've always loved Manchester United. Uh, my favourite player is Paul Scholes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love the game. Frustrates the hell out of me. So, you know, just more. It's simple like Speedway, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it? Can frustrate the hell out of me at times. But yeah, absolutely love it. Obviously, it's a good sport to be involved in, especially if you're a speed rider because it keeps you busy in the winter. I don't know why I'm asking you this. Do you like gardening? Do I like gardening? Uh, looking at the gate positions, yeah, that kind of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I know the lawns and 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 do what I have to. Uh, as long as there's a cold one at the end of it, I'm, I'm quite happy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, um, so we, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Where it's actually fantastic. So there's a few more things. There's just a few of them. I mean, this, this could probably go on forever, but just a couple of things. Um, what could Speedway do better, Rory? To What could it just do better? I've said it. I've said it. Oh, it's, it's like I'm a broken record. I, I just think the the way we, we promote, you know, the, the in-show spectacle, of of a speedway event has not changed from forty year ago. You know, we all we offer is fifteen minutes every night. We don't we don't offer anything else uh, in form of entertainment or interaction. Uh, yes, some clubs are getting moving on. They're 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 they're, they're seeing the light, um, but I think it needs drastic changes. I think it needs a needs a like like an Eddie Hearn or Barry Hearn to come in and and just say to the British Bros, still have your BSBA, but we're gonna we're gonna run the sport. You can suggest and run have your AGM, but we're gonna make it look the way people need to see it. Mm. Um it has to be a show, it has to be a spectacle. And I say it all the time with the darts. Darts is a classic example, isn't it? The, yeah. the darts are so exciting, but yeah. you actually, I'm going to make what well, you know very, very. My, my point is just so day or night about it. You take the glam, the lights, the fireworks, the girls, uh, the the extravagant commentary. You take that all away. You've got two. You've got two overweight men throwing knives <laughs> at a wall. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Darts. Darts. No, 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 darts. Isn't it? Isn't yeah, it, darts. It, darts it, has it come on the trip. Yeah, but darts. What, what they've done that that the, the, the team that have that have promoted that sport have made them dart players, professional athletes, yeah. as into a point where they are they are commercial um, identities. Mm. They are, you know, people paying them hundreds of thousands of pounds to have their logo on the, on their shirt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm. the way they enter, they enter like gladiators. Yeah. You know, and some of them should be entering KFC and into a queue, <laughs> you know. It's it, what I mean. It's the way they make it look, the way they present it, and I think that's what Speedway needs. It has to be a show. It has to be a spectacle. I went to an arena cross um, once, 
here in uh, in England, I the racing was was not great. It was probably some of the worst Supercross and Arena Cross race I've ever seen. But what made up for it was the entertainment between it. You know how they build up every race, how they how they interact with the crowd. It was still a fantastic nights of entertainment yeah. because of just the show aspect of it. Um, and I just think that's what Speedway need to do. And you know, a lot of promoters will tell me that oh, that costs money. I've never known a company to to, to start you know and not invest in their product. You know, you don't you don't you know become a bricklayer and not buy any tools to lay the bricks. You got to invest in in what you do, in in your product to make it to make it look good to make it work. And I just think that's where we 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 fall down. You know, uh, in speedway in British speedway. Do you look back with any regrets, Rory? Anything? Because you obviously are coming to the end of your career now. Great that you're going to come back, hope for another year in 2021. You've said you're, you're going to, which is fantastic. Um, will, that, will that be your last year? And if it is, um, yeah, you got any regrets or none? Yeah, but, yeah definitely, well, definitely next year will be my last year, obviously with Wolves and, and Somerset. But as in regrets, like, you know, I'll always feel disappointed. Like we, we were talking, always disappointed that I never got to get to the GPs. That, that'll always be you know a, a thorn in my side you know because you know that's all you know I wanted to be um, but as in you know do I regret coming to, to Europe do I regret um, the choices I made in clubs and stuff like that oh, no I don't I, I think I made the choices at the time that I thought was right and and you know there's always where you make mistakes in races and in meetings they're things you, you can't change but you, if you could you could take it back but as in big decisions and stuff like that no I, it's gave, it's given me a life. I've met my my my, my fiance here, my kids, and I've met family and friends, and and made a life for myself here. And and the sports give me uh, a career that I, I would never never change for, for anything. So when you do when you do when you do retire, do, do, do you reckon you might you might pop back when you're forty five, like JC, like JC Crump? He looked pretty impressive at Bellevue. Did, I don't know. Did, can you ever see yourself doing that? Can't uh, speak highly enough for Jason. He and he and um, he told me about his, his injuries um, a while ago at at, um, at a training school we were doing with with the, with the youth, um, and uh, and the way he was, it took him a few races. I think on Thursday to get going. Then he found his feet, and then I think once he got the first race out of the way on Monday, he he had that old animal winning uh, yeah. like he was honest and, and and i agree and and i think that's great that he's realistic and he knows that it won't be the same jason as it was when you're here before but you can see that that old jason in him in, in certain areas well i could anyway um obviously growing up and watching him from from afar or from close riding with him as a teammate um you never lose that 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 smartness and and obviously he still can ride a motorcycle, which we saw on on Monday night, and um, and I treated him with the same respect that I did the, the other guys. I knew when we were going to that final. I know Jason. If he can make a start uh, and get and get in front, he'll be hard to pass. And whether he's forty five or you know when he was he was twenty five, mm-hmm. um, he still has that mentality. So uh, would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Jason's over here for different reasons yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. And, yeah. um, and again, like I say, full credit to him. And he is committed. I know that. He looks fit. He looks lean. Um, 
the way I will stay in touch with British Speedway is when I do go back to Australia, we will be continuing our uh, summer, well, our winter spell where we send some of the GB youth guys out to Australia. Yeah. And I'll be hopefully, you know, looking after them oh, uh, from that from that side of the world. So, uh, not saying I won't uh, pop over and, and uh, pop me head through the door, you know, in the future. You know, that, you know, obviously my missus will have family here, so... You know, I'll never, never, truly ever walk away. So I'll still be somewhere around. So the plan is to go back at the end of next, uh, end of next season, Rory, um, back to Oz, and uh, a, a career. Uh, any thoughts? What, what, what are the future plans for for the for the Schlein family when you when you go back? And where are you going back to? Hopefully. Uh, well, we, we'll be going back to Adelaide. That's where that's where my mum and dad are based. Uh, my sister lives there uh as well uh my my brother lives in in Mildura, which is only about four four and a half hours away in victoria um so we'll be back in Adelaide where we go uh, my missus she's a she's a, a nurse um so and she specializes in in chemotherapy so she'll be pretty thought off of uh in, in back in australia so she'll She'll probably be bringing home the bed now, where I have been for the last few years. <laughs> um, for me, it's uh, it's quite the limit. Decide uh, what I want to do. You know, I, I do have some ideas. Nothing in concrete just yet, but you know, there are some ideas I have. I have. I want to sort of venture into. So, but um, once I sort of get back there, I'll sort of know a little bit on what direction I want to head in. Well, look, Rory, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you um, uh, on this podcast. Um, I know I'm speaking on behalf of, uh, of of all British fans. We say thank you for all your all your time in British Speedway. We've got one more season to go. We look forward to that. Hopefully, there's a big testimonial or something, a farewell meeting or something going on next year um, for everyone to say goodbye. But I mean, certainly, you've given so much pleasure um, to, to British fans and your loyalty to the to fans here in Britain is outstanding. Um, so we look forward to seeing you. Uh, well, British champion. I hope the British champion is going to be back in British Speedway for one more year, as you say you are, which is great. And, uh, yeah, well, that's the plan. And uh, who, who's to say that I won't win back-to-back British really Well, <laughs> there you go. Now, that would be a thing, Rory, wouldn't it? Now, that would be a thing. And, uh, <laughs> you... Well, if I'm going to upset the moaners, I might as well upset my <laughs> second time. Why not? <laughs> Rory, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. I really do appreciate your time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, uh, chatting to us, and I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to Rory Schlein. Uh, Rory, thank you very much. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks very much for your, for your time. Thanks for having me on, man. Cheers. Thanks, Roy.